Culture of anomaly. Okay. <laughs> we get really excited towards the end of that, guys. Just saying, yeah. I don't know why, but we do. We're like, yes, it's it our end. Here we go. Woo-hoo. Things are happening. True story. So much happening in the so world. So much happening. Uh, we started to, um, when we got on the line, we started talking about it. And then we we're like, we have to stop because we have to save some for the podcast. That is true. Um, that is, so I hear uh, you've got a ton of snow. Oh, yeah. Like, it's uh, April who? You know, like spring what? Um. <laughs> It wasn't, um, you know, like a large depth of snow, but it was good old-fashioned spring snow, which means it's heavy and wet and very good for the earth, but also really annoying. Like, it's heavy and it's slushy and it makes the roads terrible. And it's also mid-April. On the other hand, it does help for Colorado. It helps uh, the forest fire situation Mm. later on in the Mm. summer if we can get some good moisture in the spring so i complain about it but then i'm secretly happy that it's there you know Mm -hmm. um guilty pleasure right Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. this spring snow so yeah yes how how is the how is the weather where you are anna on the other side of the world hot hotter and uh humider (laughs) <laughs> it is now. It's yeah, it is now. Um, we've had just a whole truckload of rain. You've had snow. We've had rain, and so it's just been. So I don't know. Well, I'm like what heat in Colorado, but here, right before it rains, especially if it's going to be like a solid rain, man, the humidity goes up to like 150 billion, I think, and yeah. so it's just yeah. been that. It's just been in and out, in and out, in and out all day long. And it's frustrating because the minute you think you're cool, it'll get like uber humid. And you know mm-hmm. when it's getting uber humid, it's going to rain. And so ours over the last week has not just been rain, it's thunderstorms. It'll come out of nowhere and just crash everything out. So sure. it's been a little insane. It's been a little insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yes. Oh, weather. Such the drama. Such the drama, which is why we love it. I know. Because let's be honest, Anna, if we didn't love drama, then we probably wouldn't love each other. You know? Because we're both dramatic. True statements. True statements. What other drama is happening? We've got... um, We got stuff happening in my corner. We got stuff happening in your corner. We've got stuff Mm. happening... Stuff happening. Yeah. So whose stuff do we start with? That's my question. Um, We could just be rando. Maybe we can just start, start with stuff that's happening right in the middle. Uh, Prince Philip. Oh, my gosh. You're right. That's smack dab in the middle between us. I mean, I can't prove that. Like, I would need a map and some sort of map quest measuring thing. Did I say map hey, look, quest? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That means, but we'll just you know. MapQuest I mean, is I'm like looking. it's like an yeah. ancient, um, ancient online mapping system that navigation tool. I yeah. remember it. Like nobody uses I it anymore. It. 
Yeah, I only remember it from being in America because back in the day, when I first came over to the other side, uh, when we had to go from one place to the other, they were like, oh, let's uh, print out the directions from MapQuest. Back in the day when there were no smartphones or smarter mm-hmm. than new phones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I still remember, like, you know, people would go on, enter. It was pretty similar to Google, right? Where right. are you going to? Right. Where are you at? And then they print out the directions. Did you ever do that? Print yes. out directions and come with you? Yes. And you, yeah. you're like sitting there in the car with the driver and they're like, okay, where am I going? You're like, hold on. And you're like reading the teeny little, little yeah. print and heaven forbid you're driving and reading the t- teeny little print. Yeah. Um, and then everybody went from that to the GPS thing that you plug yes. into. Yes. You yes. remember that? Oh yeah. I, yeah. We felt so And cool. then now we're like GPS what dude? I got my phone. Yep. That remind when you said something like the first time that you came to the other side, it reminded me of that Adele song. Hello from the other side. side. And it makes me realize a thousand times. Yeah. That that, that's like our perfect friendship theme song because we're constantly saying hello from the other side of the world. That's very deep and true, but the rest of that song is really about how she was being psychotic <laughs> over being up with some boy. <laughs> I mean, but very relatable because we yeah. all act like we've been that psycho, and you know, we totally have. Everybody so. has. Everybody's gone. Right. <laughs> we've all been there where we look back and we're yeah. like, hmm, that mm. wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't well thought out. I wasn't totally. Yeah. Uh, thinking yeah clearly but of course i mean until that song came out everybody's like oh my god like they broke up and he or she was being psychotic and they you know called them a hundred times and before it's ever happened to you you're like oh no what a freak blah blah blah. and then after it's happened to you and you hear that same story repeated you're like hmm (laughs) your response is just so different because you're like i've been there done that sure yes um Oh my gosh! Not maybe that to that degree, but yeah. But the sentiment, the sentiment is real. Yeah, or it could be classified as needing, uh, you know, intervention, mental health interventions. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. So, Prince know, Philip. The, Prince Philip. Yes. Yeah, so I was so. Oh no, no! Still no please continue. Please continue. Because Let's just continue. Adele. No, Adele is no, also I was, from. I was, <laughs> we're just at what do we do do we stick to adele or do we go to principle you know what adele can wait i think are you sure i mean except for right now all i'm thinking of is have you seen her transformation oh yeah no that's a really good point she she does look so cool. she looks very different she looks very good she looks healthy um, she looks healthy. She looks a lot younger than she did, and which th- is great. And I, I think it goes to show, like, that that was somebody that I think people considered very beautiful before. So it's one of those um, nice instances where I kind of, like, when I look at her transformation, I'm like, wow, she looks healthier. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a matter of like, oh, well, now she's attractive. It's like, um, hello, super attractive before and after. after so, 
I think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's a good body she, positivity example. And she's so real. Like, even if you take a look at her, even if you stalk her, in, as you stalk her Instagram, you will notice that, you know, she's not about, oh, I'm going to pile on the makeup and this is me. Like, the first time I went on her Instagram, I'm like, where's Adele? You know, because I hadn't seen all, like, these, I had never followed her Instagram at that point. I still am not following it. I just get on and stalk her once in a while. Um, and I was like, wow, this chick is pretty real. She's got zero makeup in, I don't know, 90% of her photographs. And so you're just looking at it thinking, wow, who is this? Because I'm used to the made up Adele. Yeah. And she's like, dudes, this is my, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. Yeah. Take it, you know. And I'm pretty sure yeah. she said something about, you know, like, I'm not doing this to, um, to like, fit in with some sort of stereotype or expectation that anybody else has for me. Like, this is truly my personal health journey and my personal choice. So, mm, yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's just an interesting kind of empowerment um, story. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm digging it, Adele. I'm, I'm into it. I see you. I'm not calling you a thousand times but i we are Thank god for that we are apparently stalking your instagram so there's similar that. to calling you a thousand times because we don't really have your number that's true and, you know and the stalking may be a little over a thousand times let's be real <laughs> but <laughs> nobody's looking at those how many times did you click on this thing thank god so yeah it's all right. good that's right Okay, Prince Philip, since we're in Britain. Now we can comfortably shift to Prince Philip. Um, We're still in the same country, so. Right. So it really is, we're we're taking a jaunt over. That's right. To Buckingham Palace. No, he's at, um, I think he's at Windsor Castle. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's where they were. The last, I, I think, since COVID or whatever, they've been staying there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the funeral is at St. George's Chapel, which is at Windsor Castle. Well, and I think, you know, we're in an interesting uh, spot where we can talk about this because um, I'm curious what your personal impressions, like cultural impressions are of Obviously, we're, we're sort of talking about Prince Philip, but also, you know, the crown in general, right? The British royal family. Because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. India was part of yeah. the... Day. Yeah. And the then... Colonialization. Colonialism. The British Empire. The, the sun sets. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, the United States was, but like way longer ago it's a little more different um because well we did the british did take over a whole bunch of land stole it from the native population um yeah but still it was a little bit longer ago so yeah i'm curious like your thoughts feelings it's interesting because obviously Prince Philip was also an individual, a human, but so yeah. clo- so much of his life and so closely tied to not only 
the British monarchy, but also specifically the queen. Just a very fascinating job title. You know what I mean? Like, it's not only a job title, it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think personally for me, understanding he has a history with, you know, the British and all of that. And I'm very cognizant of, you know, that. I think we've talked about this before, right? Like what it was like. And of course I learned, I mean, you learn about it in history lessons or class or whatever, but also as I think you grow older and if you're really interested in this to understand what it's like, you're reading further to see what it's about, et cetera, all of that. So that aside, I think this specific royal family, um, I think my biggest as a child growing up, my biggest a child growing up in the Middle East, my biggest thing was a whole Diana era, you know. Um, and even with Prince Philip's passing, the interesting thing that there's, I don't know if you've seen this online yet, but there's a lot coming out. Like for instance, I think it was uh, Prince Philip's butler did a, in an interview recently, mm. like last week. And he talked about how uh, Prince Philip was so for that union, mm. Charles and Diana, and he would constantly write to her and say, I don't understand why my son is into Camilla. Uh, I really don't get it. You know? Yeah. And, um, and I think they were doing this interview with an Australian network. And as soon as he finished saying that, like the host, hosts of the show were really at neither do we like, you know, help us understand that situation. Um, and he was just so, you know, uh, about how, so this guy was just, the butler was just talking about how, um, Prince Philip just lived a life of service and he knew what he was getting into. He didn't care about it. He didn't care that his wife was the queen. I mean, you know, like male, female roles, especially from the era that they're from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just really let her be the queen. I mean, she fell in love with him when she was 13 and he was 19, was it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. No, that's about um, right. Yeah. And, you know, um, and at that point, I don't think when they met each other and fell in love, and I don't know, I have to really look this up. I don't know the specifics, but I don't know if her dad was the king at the time because he came into power. Her mm. dad came into also in a very interesting way, because it's not like he was scheduled to be that. Right, uh, right. You know, there was somebody else and, you know, there was some drama that happened there and that's how he came into power. And so her, like him dying uh, and her being uh, put up into that whole, okay, you're an excellent line girl. Um, he, like, I, I felt like Prince Philip was just so graceful about it for the lack of another way to say it. Right. Because Okay. Like this is what we do. You go out there and you be the queen and I'll just be your faithful consort till the day I die. And that's really what he did for 70 something years. And I think that's pretty commendable. And Mm -hmm. the butler really talked about how he let her be the queen, but the minute they came home, he was, he was just the head of the family and that's just how it was. And it was so interesting for me to see how 
you know, like in general, when we look out there today with relationships and, you know, whether it's our friends or families, like there's always that, I don't mm-hmm. know, um, you know, what your experiences have been with it, but I've had friends who've gone through that struggle of maybe one person having yeah. a bigger, better job. Yeah. And if a woman, there is that tension, tension. In, that exists yep. in the family uh, of her being more successful, whatever. And it could be a cultural thing, right? Also, totally. Which, and it's it's an it's a navigation, and it's sometimes not an easy navigation, depending on your thought processes, depending on your mindset. There's so many things that can go into it, but I just think there's such a classic example of, and I you know it like people also talk about how it's easier for men to compartmentalize, mm. and so um, like to me this was just a really good example of that, which is all right, man, you know. When we go out there into the world, she's the queen of, yep. you know, the wealth, right? And so get out there, do what you got to. But then the minute we step back into the house and we come home, yep. you know, our yep. roles are very clear and defined. And I don't think it was an argument or a fight or, or maybe they did have it. Who knows? We don't know. Right. And it was so sweet. Like the butler said, he called her, his term of endearment for her was cabbage. Did you know? No, I didn't know that. So cute. That's cute. I thought it was amazing. Like when I heard that, I was like, cabbage, who would have thought? And it has something to do with like a French something, something like between them. Nobody knows what it is. Or maybe they do. He just didn't talk out loud about it in the -hmm. the interview. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was just so, uh, it just made them so human, so real. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was just a peek into, because, you know, British, stiff upper like emotions you're not showing any sentiment in public blah 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 and for me it was just so sweet apparently he was really funny like he was uber sarcastic I was like man if yeah would have been friends (laughs) you guys would have gotten along we would have gotten along pretty good yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's um that's my impression too is there's there's great videos of him where you can see him making jokes to her while they're on these very formal occasions and you can see and she really is so good at kind of keeping that straight face but you can see just a slight little smile and boy would I I would need that if I was in that role I would need somebody that like could be like okay this is weird we're all wearing like giant hats and riding around on ponies for some odd reason and we do this every year and it's hilarious like yeah um i would really need that and the the crown the show the crown does a lot with with their dynamic and prince philip in particular coming to grips with exactly what you're describing that power dynamic um and where does he fit in as a man in all of that, and um, I do personally think it's valid to, like, think about the time period and what he would have as a young man been expecting in marriage um, mm. and what his job would have been, and it just looked very different. So I think it required an incredible amount of flexibility on his part. Um, and so, yeah, I all of the news stories that I'm seeing are, are really kind of talking about the dual 
um, the duality of the memory of Prince Philip or the legacy of Prince Philip, right? Like there's the loving, um, charming husband that was so faithful to the queen for, gosh, just so long. Centuries almost. Yeah. And then the other side is like, well, he also made kind of racial jokes kind of often. There's a lot of accounts of that. Um, There's a lot of accounts of him kind of being a grumpy old man to, (laughs) you know, for lack of a better term. And, you know, kind of being sexist towards certain people. Um, There's, um, you know, oh, there was one that I saw where he's talking about Elton John. And, oh, no, 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 no. He was talking to this little 13-year-old boy um, who wanted to be an astronaut. And he's like, oh, you're too fat to be an astronaut. And he said that to this poor little boy. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. See, now I'm laughing. I shouldn't laugh about it. I just feel like he was so unapologetically himself. Mm -hmm. We all pretend like we don't do these things, and we do. Mm. It's just doing it in private, and then we're out there where, you know, we're all put together, blah, blah, blah. But come on. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, especially in the way that culture is right now, where it's like, um. We are trying very hard to weed through these really murky waters of racism again. So I think it's really hard to come up against an individual like Prince Philip, who lived for so long, did so many things in his life. And um, so I think that we need to get better at being okay with the complexity of an individual. Um, Yeah. And being okay with, not okay as in like, oh, you're going to excuse race racist behavior. Like, so in an ideal scenario of Prince Philip's making, I know one one thing they pointed out is he would make pretty anti-Asian sentiments. He was. Kind of yes. not, not very, not a huge was, fan. Would talk about was, squinty eyes and. It was post his visit to China. And I was like, oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. You can I mean, just imagine so, how much that would embarrass the queen, like of all the people in the world. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know. Um, yeah. And, you know, as such a powerful figure, I think powerful figures do especially have responsibility in that area to lead the way. Um, yeah. So obviously he failed in that in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, but see, that's what I'm telling you. He didn't care. Right. And you admire that about him. You're like, boy, didn't give a crap. He didn't. I understand that what he did was wrong. He should probably gotten it together. Dude, you're the queen's husband for the love of Lord, the Lord. Keep it together. But no, he was just like, listen. Uh, this yeah. is how I feel. He never apologized for any of it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, you know, I'm back at the man and I'm like, your wife is trying hard, boy, to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not. Yeah, exactly. You are not helping the situation. I can only uh, imagine the fights. Like, boy, that would be a huge fight, you know? Yeah. Like, you said what in front of who, you know? Yeah. Oh. 
And I, I yeah. loved how, you know, her official birthday, her actual birthday is in April. But then for some reason, she had an official birthday, which, which was in June. Listen, and you know, protocol, you're supposed to follow it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, I don't really understand this. And he's just open about it. He's like, don't ask me to explain why she has these two birthdays, her actual ones in April. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a British thing that she would need to have her actual day she was born on. And then the the queen birthday, the royal birthday, that's such a British, to me, like such a British thing to do. Like, we have to have yeah. a ceremony. We are having two birthday parties. There's my British accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, and I do think he kept it real for her. I think, um, you know, the... Uh, and the crown again. The show does a really good job of showing how she could very easily become um, consumed by her role, and also very sheltered from what was really going on with her people. And they kind of portray F- Prince Philip as a force of keeping her kind of woke, keeping her like up to speed on like, hey, did you know people don't like it when you know X, Y, and Z happens, or when you do this and. She's all kind of offended, but then eventually finds out that, you know, he was right again, which had to be super annoying. Um, Yeah. And again, I know that's all a fictionalized show, but it is interesting how the news stories that you read about him kind of back up a lot of this uh, narrative that they portray on the show. Um, Yeah. I need to start watching The Crown. Like, I haven't gotten on that bandwagon yet. I haven't gotten on yet. It's so good. Yeah, and especially now with Prince Philip having passed, I think it'd be really interesting for you to to start watching. Because episode one is them getting engaged. Like, that's the very first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Us, I will get on it. Yeah. And it goes through her father passing, you know, early. So that means she has to take the the crown early. (laughs) And he has to deal with that too, you know. Right. Like he, they both thought they would have at least 20 more years of just getting to be together and have a family. Um, And then all of a sudden, both of them are completely thrust into this role at such a young age. Um, Yeah, because man, like her father's death came very early. I'm trying to remember how old he was. Um, I didn't tell you right here. I just, I was. Tell me, tell me. Tell me, tell me. Uh, he died when he was, he died in 19, he was He was just 70. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was. Yeah, from uh, tuberculosis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, well, chronic bronchitis. Chron- oh, bronchitis. That's right, that's right, that's right. And it just got crazy. Well, he was, uh, it, well, it started with the World War One, and he had like a really bad injury. Mm. And then he was like, I'm just going to smoke this pain away. <laughs> oh, so he apparently was a heavy smoker. And yeah. That started causing all this. Oh, no, wait, he probably didn't die of uh, chronic bronchitis, but he had chronic bronchitis because of. Um, the smoking the and the injury. Ridiculous smoking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, and what's funny is, in, have you seen the King's Speech? Yes, I have. So they, they point out in there, like, in one of the early scenes, maybe not the early scenes, but at some point in the movie, he's having lung trouble, and the doctor's like, oh, you should smoke more. Like, it calms the lungs. Like, it calms your, mm-hmm. you know... And it always makes me wonder, like, what are we doing right now that our children's children are going to be like, why were you so dumb? Like, what? You know, because you look at it now and you're like, well, obviously filling your lungs with smoke is going to not be good for them. Yeah. Um, He died basically because his doctor, let's just say, euthanized him. Because he was like, all right, I don't think he's coming back. Wow, that's a lot to do for a doc, for a... His physician, led by Lord Dawson of Penn, said, well, in his private diary, after his death, which was made public in 1986, uh, said um, he hastened the king's death by injecting him after 11 p.m. with two consecutive lethal injections. Three-fourths of a grain of morphine followed shortly by a grain of cocaine. Really? I had no idea. He acted to preserve the king's dignity to prevent further strain on the family and so that the king's death at 11.55 p.m. could be announced in the morning edition of the Times newspaper rather than less appropriate evening journals. Wait, this was King George? Mm-hmm. I always thought that he was, like, they found him in the morning. No, well, that may have been the story, but you know how that dun, happened. Dun, dun, Apparently his last words were, God damn you. <laughs> Wait, I thought, I actually think you might be talking about her grandfather. Who was no, also George. Father. Really? King, yeah. King George the Sixth. Boy. I gotta brush up on my um uh what am I, my my British look, I pride my I don't no 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 let me let me take that back. I do not pride myself in um the fact that I regularly go through the entire um crown series. And then I watch the King's Speech, or I watch the King's Speech first, and then I watch the entire Crown series, like, you know, over the course of a month or so, like, whenever I have time. But, um, yeah. Um, Um, That's very interesting. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, no, I really do think you're talking about her grandfather, Anna. Am I talking about her grandfather? I think you are, because here, hold on. I'm going to, we're on Zoom. I'm going to share my screen. But it is, it's confusing because they all freaking, they all have the same name. The same name. They all have the same name because I remembered that his father. Yeah, this is. So this sorry, is, the, George V the is fifth. her grandfather. George oh, the sixth was her father. Um, have the wrong George guys like British people you just make it really hard sometimes 
let's go to the sixth. See what his story the was. The sixth. Like, I'm pretty sure they found this. They found oh, him there dead. he is. He looks more. And you know what I mean? Like, look at the picture of the guy. Yeah. The guy was just like, oh, this looks like him. He could be. He's adorable. He could have been the. Okay, yeah, this makes more sense. So he, how did he die? <laughs> he died. I know we're getting into this. We're like, well, how did you die? How did you die? I know. How did you the, die? The, the good old wicked. Oh, look, see, there's more. There's more pictures in color. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> um, does. This says on the 6th of February uh, in 1952. He was found dead. dead in bed in Norfolk. Sandringham, yeah. He had died in the night from a coronary thrombosis. thrombosis. Yeah, and he was 56. That makes more sense than 70, so. Yeah, because I knew it was, he was young. Youngin', like, think about that. That's super young. Dude, yeah. Mm. Okay. For, cool. I guess so one. we've we've established the line of the monarch. <laughs> like everybody else is like, what is wrong with you people? You're giving us wrong information. And there's, like, okay. I always think there's no way I'm the only confused one. That's how I always am okay oh, with all of that. Please, you know what Come I mean? On. Like case in point, we just explained this That's away. Right. You're welcome, so, people. Yeah. Um, Thank you. We learn we learn one new thing every day, and I guess yeah. this is mine for me. Yeah. As soon as he said the six, I was like, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong king. This is the first. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. All right. We've established this. Yep. 56 years old. Wow, that was young, dude. Yep. So, I'm from Yeah. So there they go into suddenly being the queen and the queen's consort or eventually prince. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, there's just so much that goes into a life, you know. Um, really, dude. Because he had that whole backstory with um, his family and the way that I think his family was um, outcasted and killed. I think part of his family was killed. Um, his mother uh, was secretly institutionalized for for years. Um yeah. And the her mother, or his mother, huh? Philip's mother. Philip's mother was yeah. um yeah for years for years was institutionalized, but the public didn't know that they no. kind of thought she yeah. was dead, and then it got discovered um, at some point and was a big deal. She went away to be a nun. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, that's what I, I want to do. I want to be a crazy nun lady when I grow up. Kemper in the room? Does he know these <laughs> plans? <laughs> Does he know what he signed up for? I have so many dreams and goals, and one of them is to be a crazy old nun lady. So okay. there you go. We'll we'll work out an action plan to get there. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to react to this this uh, submission <laughs> on a podcast that will be broadcast to all and sundry, but okay. That's another goal of mine. I support you. It's another, yeah, it's another goal of mine to get you to a place where you're like, I literally don't know what to say. Um, I mean, which is where I normally am with you, but <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just, I think that 
go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You think. No, no. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I just always... It'll be the whole podcast, you know. No, you go ahead. No, no, no. We should do that sometime. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, um, well, only to the both of us, maybe, but true, whatever. True. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I just, I think it's the, the you, you go through your life and you do some great things and you make some dumb mistakes yeah. You do some bad things. You have good years and bad years and times when you treated people mm-hmm. really well and times when you didn't treat them very well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and you either learn from them or you don't. And I, I feel like there's this pressure right now to cleanly define if someone was a good person or a bad person after they've died. Mm. Um, and I just, I think I always land at the place where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if, if we're able to judge that. That's a huge judgment either way. Um, and, but I think that, you know, the people that go and lay flowers, you know, a lot of people, they, I, I heard that they actually ask people to donate to, some of his favorite charities instead of bringing flowers to the gates like they normally do. Mm, um, yeah. But it's like the people that went to lay flowers, it's like, oh, you're condoning the fact that he, that he had racial problems and yeah. was kind of sexist sometimes and da, 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 da. And I'm like, I think though for people personally, something about that person touched, mm. touched them. Something about yeah. either something they did, hopefully not the racist things, right? Mm-hmm. But something mm-hmm. about that person touched them. And I think that's okay. Um, yeah. I think it gets foggier when you talk about, like, like, would you read a book that a Nazi wrote, but the book was, like, supposed to be really good? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would. <laughs> well, so I'm not reading <laughs> You're like, I just love you. Because I sit here and I'm like, "Mm, let me think about it. I'm going to think I have so many. And you're like, "Um, yes, I would. And here's my five reasons why. Yeah, because I want to just understand their perspective. What was it? I don't know what it was like to be a Nazi. So if I need to understand why, then I need to read that book. (laughs) (laughs) There's anything to think about it. Do I know anything about being a Nazi? No. But what if what if what if a Nazi like what if a Nazi wrote a book about something generic like um oh thinking about this too much. No, no. Like this is okay, so the example right that the United States has right now is um the Dr. Seuss books. Have you heard about this controversy? Yes. Oh, not about the controversy, but I've yeah. heard of the books. Yeah, so Dr. Seuss hugely beloved Right. Every everybody, uh, you know, from many generations loves the Dr. Seuss books. Uh, I believe that recently public libraries and schools stopped um, like basically banned four of his books Um, because it's racist. Yeah, no, he actually did have some uh, like questionable depictions of Asian people in there and like because he talks a lot about different parts of the world 
Um, and it's very stereotypical, stereotype heavy, um, and not always flattering. Um, on mm. top of that, well, let me make sure I get this right because I want to make sure. Um, he, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. Da 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 da. Hmm. Um, yeah, I see it. So it says, apparently there's a book called, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. And apparently it has a depiction of an Asian person portrayed wearing a conical hat, holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. Mm-hmm. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bowl. Um, and then there's another one. It says, if I ran the zoo, includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what a appears to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so i have so many comments here but please no this is what we're here for let's hear the comments and i haven't read this entire article so i don't really know what else is going into this but i'm sorry as an asian person I've seen that depiction in books here. So Mm. why is this a wrong thing, I guess, is my question, because I don't know. I'm trying to understand why is it a wrong thing? Because I'm reading it and it doesn't, it's not coming across to me as being racist, but help me understand that. Well, because maybe that depiction all over the place, like, you know, even if you're taking a look at stuff right now, or if you go to a store, like, let's say you're in like, I don't know, Singapore or I don't know, Southeast Asian country, that depiction, I don't see what the picture is, but whatever I'm picturing of that, it's quite normal, I guess is the word I'm having in my head. Well, and I I think that's exactly the, um, I think that's exactly the question is if it's normal, should it be normal? Like, if we're used to seeing that type of depiction of different races, should we be used to it? Or is that something that we need to address and be like, hey, we need to be more sensitive and inclusive? Um, And just America's in the throes of this Mm. this type of question. Um, And especially, you know, like we talked about the rise of Asian... Uh, hate crimes yeah got it that makes sense and dr seuss was a white guy so Mm. i think especially as a white author should you be you know doing drawings and depictions that are super stereotypical super um one-dimensional right Mm -hmm. um and i think when he was alive right he was alive kind of world war ii period so there was a yeah. lot of anti, especially Japanese. Um, yeah. Tons. Mm, it. So it makes it even more like, what was he really saying, etc. cetera. Mm. So um, mm. I want to say okay. in total there was four to seven. I'm trying to remember of his books that actually aren't, if I understand correctly, aren't even the most well-known of his books. Right. But those yeah. are the ones that got, quote, unquote, canceled. Um, okay. Got it. And a lot of people really kind of took offense to that and said, hey, we can't just get rid of content because it makes us uncomfortable now. 
Um, yeah, because from when he wrote it, he was operating from what he knew at the time. Right. I don't know when he wrote these books, uh, but he died in 1991. So I'm thinking it's before this. Yeah. Uh, so he, again, I, I understand, I think I'm just, you know, I asked because I did not know. And yeah, it's helping me understand it a little better at this point. It, yeah, it's funny because I think like we, we run into this a lot where it's like, Anne is kind of like, white people be freaking out, you know, about, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's, are we freaking out about the right thing? You know? Should, yeah. Or should we be freaking out about, what should we be freaking out about maybe? Well, I don't know. So, for example, like, would I, you know, I have a daughter. Would I want to read her a book like that? Not necessarily because she's been born into a world mm. where um, she doesn't have that stereotype or that preconception already of anybody, mm. you know. Mm. Um, at the same yeah. time, when she's old enough, I want to expose her to a lot of different, you know, um contexts and authors and be like hey like you know here's reality historically and you know blah 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 like a lot of people were racist back in the day a lot and a lot of people still are um and what i mean by is like are we freaking out about the right things is in the meantime you have actual mass shootings of asian people and shootings of we've had I want to say since the last time you and I talked, Anna, there's been three more significant police shootings on black people. Like, Oh really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Since the last time we talked, there was, um, one Dante Wright, who the police officer pulled a, claims that she intended to use her taser on him but instead she shot him with a gun like she pulled the wrong weapon goodness there was one where um a military like a guy who's in the military a lieutenant but he's black he gets pulled over by some cops and they have the 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 body cam footage of this and they pull their guns on him for what seems like no reason, like it's just a traffic stop and they get super all up in his face. Um, huh. And so that's what I mean by, you know, do- by like, yeah, we should definitely, we need to be looking at our literature because I think everybody just wants to know where this, com- where this problem comes from. And we're all arguing mm. about where it comes from. Is it the guns? Is it the police? Is it the books? Is it, you know, our leaders? Yeah. And um, I think the question is probably some combination. Yeah, truth. So I do think it's important to at least call it out and be like, if we do repetitive negative depictions of Asian people in whatever form that will have a consequence in our culture. It will. I think sometimes it's also about, you know, we talk about, we talk about middle ground a lot. Um, 
you know, when we podcast and otherwise. But I think sometimes, Emily, it's about that and it's about mindset um, shifts. And it's about individually taking a look at uh, where is your mindset at with this? Um, What, you know, I like that you talked about your daughter and wanting to, you know, for the world that she's being born into and what, like, you know, when you take a look at your own child and what kind of person, what kind of values, I think is the right word that you want to instill in her. Those are things you're looking at, which is, how are you creating an environment where she sees how you are with people from different cultures, people from different backgrounds, people from, you know, different walks of life. There's always going to be someone richer than you. There's always going to be someone poorer than you. There's always going to be someone at the same level as you. There's always going to be someone with a different skin color than you, but how are you being with those people? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about them when you get back into your car and it's just you, her, mm-hmm. and your husband? Yeah. And only the three are there. And is your narrative the same as when mm-hmm. you're out there talking to them? Are you saying the exact same things? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are you getting out there and pretending to be one way with them? And then when you get back in the car and it's only the three of you that can hear anything, your narrative changes and children oh. pick up quickly on things like that totally. and, um, and then replicate that. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And I think sometimes that's what we really need to think about, which is are our behaviors consistent? Mm, that's so good. You know, are yeah. our behaviors consistent and this, you know, I'm using, I'm telling this to you and, you know, using Ryan, you and Kemper as an example, but I think it applies across the board. If we're going to see change, I mean, Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. I think it really starts with us. And I understand, you know, I love that people are speaking up about it. I love that, um, you know, whether it's Asian hate or, you know, crimes against Black people or all of that. I love that people are standing up and talking about it because, you know, for a long time, I think historically across the world, it's been like, you know, it's not being spoken about or it's just been shoved under the rug or whatever it is. There's all of that that's happening. But I think true change starts where you are mm-hmm. within yeah. your own place, within. And if everybody could do just that, it would make a huge, huge difference. difference. Yeah. A huge difference. I'm not saying people shouldn't get out like if you are in a place of privilege for the lack of another word then you need to use your voice and you know stand up there and fight for this I'm not saying you shouldn't do that but I also think it should be something you practice at home yeah yeah and to be mindful of it and to be intentional about it because listen we all operate from what we know best and sometimes what we know best is what we've seen which is oh hey how's the blah 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 and then you get in the car like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's yep. just yep. your unit and you can be yourself in your unit. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, whatever. Yep. You know, there's all yep. these side comments or other comments or completely different yes. thought process. Yes. What we were just at yes. two seconds ago when we were outside with them. Yep. We've all done this, you know, let's just accept it. Um, and yeah. And then the question is, how do we change that yeah. tomorrow? 
I think um, that's today, so good. Today. That's so yeah. good. That idea of like, pra- I mean, practice what you preach, right? Really? Yeah. And, and practice what you preach when you are, so not just when it's easy and when there's all these, you know, clean boundaries in place of what that means, but also when you're scared and when yeah. you're confused by another culture or where you're not sure like what to do with it. Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. when those things happen is like where we get scared of and then bring down or demonize other cultures when we're afraid of them for one reason or the other. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or we like to blame different races for different problems that we have because that's easy. Very. That's so easy to do because then you don't have to actually deal with the complexity of it. Right. And you can just be like, well, that's why, you know. Yeah. And those people yeah. are why. And I can be mad at them about it. You know, mm-hmm. that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's so good what you said. Yeah. I think I think we're all responsible for what we can do and not Very for what true. someone is doing. You know, uh, what are you in control of, I think, is the question. And that's what we need to spend more time focusing on versus oh that person did this or that person didn't do this or whatever if there's something that you find that somebody else is doing and that you don't like don't partake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. simple you know we complicate things but it's very simple if you don't like it don't partake in it period and out and find something else that you want to do with that time but don't spend that time in wallowing over it and festering on it and oh my god blah 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 no just yeah. you know and it's easier said than done i'm saying totally this, but I have totally like, and you know I, I think the more we're aware of it the more we can snap out of it quicker and focus our energy on things that need our time and space versus how long am i how long am i gonna spend pondering over exactly. something that i have absolutely no control over and now at the end of it i have this really bad oh i want to have nothing to do with you know, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Exactly. Why? Operate from love. It's Ooh, not. It's operate not. from love. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm full of quotes today. And we're not, quote <laughs> we're not even to quote time. Um, <laughs> well, and I really want to hear about before we start wrapping up, I really want to hear about um, the COVID situation in India right now. Like I'm hearing. It's some, crazy. Yeah. I'm hearing some crazy crap. <laughs> So there's like a pretty strong, um, what's it called? Um, I almost wanted to call it, wanted to call it a divergent. The tag nabbit, the separate strain. Yeah, it's called a double mutant strain at the moment. Whoa, that is the most terrifying name for anything I've ever heard. That's the double mutant strain. The double mutant strain. And you were saying that it is just kind of, and and I think you said that the the regular COVID tests aren't picking it up very well. Yeah, so we're getting a whole bunch of information on this right now. And it is, it's a little, yeah, it's a little crazy. So, We've had a million cases in the last six days, by the way. Um, 
just to give you an idea. That's insane. Yeah, of how crazy. And this is across the country. I'm talking about not one specific, um, you know, not one specific. uh, Area, state, region. state. Thank you. Yes, I'm losing my words, apparently. Um, So, yeah. um, It's... yeah, it, it, scare, it doesn't scare me, but it's just concerning to me from a, I just think we need to go back and do lockdown. Wow, you know? wow. Because, so when, this is the second wave in India, when the first wave peaked, and the first wave didn't peak for us, um, you know, like the U.S. is going through their third peak or yeah. whatever. We're right? overachievers. You are. So your your third peak actually was in Jan January, and uh, weird. This is our second. This is our second wave, uh, and it's just we don't even know if this is the peak. We'll find out, right? Uh-huh. Like we're at, yesterday, we were at the at all time high of two hundred and seventeen thousand three hundred and fifty three cases in one day. No, which was, no, and our last peak, which was in September October of twenty twenty. Our highest cases were 97,000. So this is over. Double. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. scary. That's um, scary. And it took us, you know, in December and December through February, we jumped a million cases, but it took us December through February. That was three months. We shot a million cases in six days here, guys, like the last six days. So it has been a little insane. Um, so the tests that is um the gold standard for testing covid testing is the rt-pcr test Mm -hmm. rt-pcr tests are coming back negative with the person showing symptoms not once not twice sometimes it's on the third attempt that they're showing that you have covid because it's settled so deep in your lungs oh um, so that's where it is at right now. And what they are like, um, one specific hospital came back and said that 20% of the cases that they received 20%, that's a lot when your numbers are 270, mm-hmm. 353 for 20% of the cases, they're not able to detect it till that third test. Do you know how insane that is? Dude, that's in that. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's even like, it's a whole different game. Like it could be, do they, do they know how well the vaccine holds up against this? See, this is the thing with this. This is so new at the moment. See, that's my other like mm-hmm. thing, the vaccine. Oh, like, don't even get me started on the vaccine. So I'm not against the vaccine. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm not happy with is the education level of where what is a vaccine what does it do to you or do for your body um do you understand that taking the vaccine there's two jabs people take one jab and they're like i'm superman no you're not yeah there's a reason why the SOPs are still in place and you need to wear a mask and you need to socially distance and you need to still sanitize the heck out of your hands or wash your hands or whatever it is. Like follow the guidelines, follow the rules that are laid out for you because that's what you need to do. Yeah. 
vaccines, epidemiologists say it takes about four years before you can get to a vaccine that you can maybe start thinking is, you know, close to attacking because, you know, four years is enough time for a virus is out. There's all these different Mm -hmm. strains. What could we do to help? Like what kind of vaccine could start? And then it's 10 to 20 years before they're able to come up with a rock solid vaccine. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 In this journey right now. Uh, Well, it feels like four years. (laughs) Yes. Right. But how long have we really been here? Like November or December 2019 was when this thing came out. March ish was when last year, March, like so 12 months ago was when we all went into lockdown. We're in April. Yeah. Okay. People need to understand that. Yes, there's vaccines out there. Nobody's saying don't get yourself vaccinated. Do it. It's your choice. Go ahead and get your vaccine. But understand that the vaccine is not preventing you from getting the virus and also giving it to somebody else who may not be potentially vaccinated at this point, depending on the country you're from. Because in some countries, it's still at frontline. In some countries, it's frontline plus senior citizens. Some countries, it's frontline plus senior citizens plus maybe people over 45. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's in India at the moment. Mm -hmm. But statistically, like if I take a look at my own state, statistically, if there's... Like right now we have about 300 something thousand people or 3 million people that have gone and gotten the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's only 400,000 out of them who are fully vaccinated and have gone and taken the second jab as well. So do you see the gap? Yeah, there's a lot of gaps. Yeah, And so to me, it is just because you got the first shot doesn't mean you're, you're not, you're not done. Oh, definitely. And so like, I'm just at where we are educating people about this. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that awareness or the lack of mm-hmm. is what's causing mm-hmm. further issues and how much mm-hmm. are we still getting out there and making sure that mm-hmm. that is being continued. Cause yeah. I think that can help. Right. Right. I feel Contain like, it. I feel every, uh, that right now so many people are tired. We're all fatigued of this. Right. It's very difficult to kind of like, oh, my gosh, we need to get a second wind, y'all. Like, we need to – but I think it's important to remember that um, we've also learned a lot in the last year, year and a half. Um, It's not the same as what we were going through before um, in several ways, but one of those ways is that we have – we are so much better equipped to handle this. Um. Yeah, we got the, Kemper and I got the, our first dose of the Moderna. So that Mm. was, that was fun. Um, I took a photo of it. You saw that photo of me where I'm like staring off into space and I'm like, whoa, I was so tired because um, it was at the end of our day. We had both Mm. been working and then they stuck us in a conference room with just a couple other people so we could social distance and just an episode of Full House, which I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Old school. Of course. And so it's, Bob Saget. That's right, Bob Saget. Another person that's controversial. At least it wasn't Bill oh, Cosby. Apparently he's kind of mean. I don't know if that's controversial ah. or just a just a thing. But um so yeah, we watched like a full episode of Full House 
and then almost watched it over again because for some reason it repeated and we're like, oh no, we're going to be stuck in this full house Hades, you know, forever because it had taken it had taken them a while because they had to open up a new like um, package, you know, mm. um, of all of the different ones and. So anyway, we did get our first one, and then we're on deck. We're scheduled to get our second one um, nice. at the beginning of May. So, okay, yeah, like you can do what you can do. Wow. You know, I don't. Yeah. My arm was very sore. I think some people had that feeling of invincibility. I did not have that. I did feel good about it, better, mm. not physically, but just like mentally knowing that we're getting closer to something, right? Yeah. But but I'm always going to now, I think, associate in some weird way, like COVID-19 and the vaccine with Full House. I think it, they'll just be that association in my mind forever now. So that's good. I'm glad for it. Uncle Jesse! Uncle Jesse! It was the episode yeah. where um, it's very early on. I think it's actually the first season where... Nice. Um, Danny is trying to get a position as an anchor and wants to do like a little self commercial. And so this woman comes over and she doesn't like the way the family is. So she changes all of them for the filming of the little commercial thing. And they change who they are for the media. And then they're like, what are we doing? We're amazing just as we are. And they, you know, it was great. It's very, very cute. <sighs> I'm not trying to ruin your COVID-19 vaccine uh, moment. (laughs) I don't, I, you know, it'd be hard to at this point. So your worst. Truth. Um, so yeah, that was, it's already been over an hour. Can you believe that? Has it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I don't even know if we talked about what we wanted to, but listen, we, we gave it a shot. I think we hit at least two of our, you know, two of our Did things. We? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So that's We're good. good. I'm, I'm. I think, I'm, we, did three. I think huh? we did three. Oh yeah, you're right. We did talk about, we talked about Philip and we talked about Corona and we talked about shootings. Just and then such, Adele got a spot in there. Adele, so. like extra credit. And actually I'm going to. Um, I'm going to, while you, while you pull up your quote, figure out your quote situation, since yeah. obviously that's our, um, that's our song our of the week. Here's, here's some sweet Adele. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. This is me and you from mm-hmm. India and the United States. But I'm and that's true, Anna. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. Especially with, like, with COVID, like, not seeing you. Yeah, it's been long. It's been too long. Yes. Hold on, we have to wait until she hits this, you know, this big note. The the spot. Yes. Oh, it's so good. She's so good. I haven't listened to this in a while. Here it comes. Oh. Between a million, literally, Anna, a million miles between us. All right, sing it, Adele. Hello from the other side. Ah! I must have called a thousand times. 
chills i've got all the ch- and now i'm gonna be listening to that oh that was good so good you're welcome everybody mm-hmm. did yeah. that did that give you enough time to get us a good quote anna i mean you know i always have like a good quote it's just a matter of <laughs> where is my stage people <laughs> so I'm saying, you know okay you guys ready for this ready okay one of the most effective ways to learn about yourself is by taking seriously the cultures of others. It forces you to pay attention to those details of life which differentiate them from you. Edward T. Hall, whoever that is. Thank you, brother. Wow. I, I just have to say I'm constantly blown away by your ability to pull these up that are so well tailored to the thing that we just talked about. Like my mind is blown once again. Not a skill that'll get you a job, but Hey, works on a podcast. You never know. You never know. (laughs) That's true. That's maybe Adele will want to call you a thousand times and have you post. Yeah. Wants you to post to her social media, like all these inspirational quotes to go along with her songs. Yeah, furthering the psycho sentiment, but hey, you know. Yeah, we might as well we might as well go a hundred percent. Go full yeah. Go yeah. full blown be committed to our cause. <laughs> of psychoness. <laughs> uh, we believe in ourselves. We do. People. We do. <laughs> a little more than required, but yes. That's what it takes to get through life. Uh, that's true. True story. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you right. for joining us. Anna, thank you for your brilliance. As always. I mean, for yours, my friend. Ugh, anytime, anytime. And we will catch you guys on our next episode. That's right. Ciao, ciao. Bye.